welcome back to the 49er Way podcast. The 49ers have dropped to 2-2 two and two after a 28-21 defeat to the Seattle Seahawks at home to lose their second straight on the year and their second straight home game. We will go through the entire game and recap the Niners-Seahawks matchup. A lot to digest. Jimmy Garoppolo left the game at halftime. Trey Lance got his first NFL action. We will go through all of that. Is it time to panic for the 49ers or is it not? It's still early. We'll go through all of that as well and of course turn the attention to next Sunday's matchup against the unbeaten Arizona Cardinals. So stay tuned, keep it locked. A lot more 49ers news and analysis coming your way. And of course, don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners content, news, and analysis. 49ers dropped to 2-2 two and two in the 2021 season, only four weeks in. But already, maybe it's time to panic, maybe it's not. But that's what we'll be going through on this episode of the 49er Way podcast. Happy Monday, faithful. I know it's not a victory Monday, but hope everyone's had a great day thus far and get ready to get going as the Niners have yet another divisional class and or clash. And we'll see on Thursday night as well as the Rams will take on the Seahawks and a big one there. Jay Sahota, Zach Chevy. Chevy, how you doing on this Monday? Uh, bittersweet, you know. I don't like when the Niners lose, especially against a divisional opponent in the Seahawks. But uh, it was very exciting to see Trey Lance out there, and uh, I'm excited for uh, this upcoming week. Yeah, most definitely. And we'll get to the whole Lance situation. We'll definitely dive right into that. Of course, Trey Lance got his first NFL action due to Jimmy Garoppolo getting injured. And I guess the every other year pattern of Garoppolo getting hurt has officially been it's it's over. Yep. There is no more pattern. There's no more streak there as it looks as if he will miss multiple weeks with this calf issue that looked like really it happened on a freak accident as I'm not sure who it was, whether it was Trent Williams or it was one of the Seahawks linebackers stepped on his calf early in the first quarter. He battled through it similar to how we did in last year in the Jets game. And that was that. And I, I I'm not going to lie in the beginning when I when I heard the crowd just start roaring, I saw Trey Lance coming out. I'm like, "Crap! Did did Jimmy G get benched? Like, I'm swear for a minute I thought that happened, but then the news came out that that he that he got hurt. So I don't know. It's uh, it was it was an interesting situation, but I'm more intrigued to see what's gonna happen going forward. But I, I'm not gonna lie, I was fairly happy with Trey Lance, and we'll talk more about this in a little bit. But but I don't know about you, but I thought overall it was uh, it was an impressive performance. Yeah, obviously, I was I didn't know what to expect out of Trey Lance. He's a very, very raw talent, and he surprised me because you know th- th- it wasn't a perfect game by any means, and Trey Lance has a lot to work on. But Trey Lance showed exactly what this offense could be like with him at the helm. You know, we got to see the run, we got to see the play action, we got to see the arm, we got to see the accuracy. You know, he he wasn't the most accurate. Uh, but he made the big throws when they needed to be made, and he scrambled when he needed to scramble. I, I thought the scrambling part was probably the most interesting part of Trey Lance's game on Sunday because there was times where I thought, oh, he's going to take a sack. Like, that's where Jimmy would take a sack. But Trey just found a way to take off, and he took off for a couple first downs, and it really changed the game. And I think 
having the threat of Trey Lance in the backfield with the Niners' incredible run game just adds another layer. And I've been saying it for as long as we drafted Trey Lance that this is really going to help elevate our offense to the next level. And I, I know we're talking about Trey Lance, but I got to give a shout out to uh, his number one option, Debo Samuel, for another great game. Continues to be one of the best receivers in the league, and he had a great game on Sunday. Absolutely, and I, I and I'll start right there from my takeaways from this game. And yeah, my three standouts were 100%. Debo Samuel once again, sensational, clear you know, undisputed wide receiver number one for us. He's playing like it. Phenomenal performance by him. I thought Trey Lance played very well, very poised. I mean, he really got put in in an impossible situation. I don't think at the beginning of the year, if you're saying, well, when's Trey Lance going to get his first NFL action? I don't think anybody would have said, yeah, let's throw him in at halftime at home against the Seahawks out of all teams. And then his first NFL start is going to be on the road against unbeaten Arizona. Yeah, that is not how you want to start your NFL career. But I mean, I'll get more into this in a bit, but I do think that this is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. It's a bad thing because Obviously, the timing is not great, and obviously, we don't know if Trent Williams is going to be out there on Sunday or not, which I think is a really, really big concern. Um, but as for Lance, I think that, yeah, he's a rookie. You clearly saw some some rookie mistakes, but I don't even. it's not even the typical rookie mistakes that I had a problem with Lance. I didn't even have much of a problem with him overall. I just think it's the small mechanical issues that honestly just comes with experience. It's not even things that you can just fix. It just it will come with the more live reps that you'll get. And for Trey Lance, it was things like, you know, throwing it, you know, too hard, making your first reads. And it's, these aren't bad things. These are great things. But in like, like you mentioned him getting out of trouble when the pressure was on him, God damn, his jukes are just disgusting. Like this guy is, I said this like four weeks ago, I'll say it again. The guy is a freak. And yeah, you're right. Those are plays that Garoppolo would have sacked, you know, would have, would have took a, taken a sack or he would have threw it, thrown it away or would have thrown it to the ground. And Lance instead does a little shimmy shake, runs to the right, and then picks up like nine or ten. Like that is something that is really, really big for us. He, I think he picked up a, a, on a fourth down. He picked up on a fourth and ten. He picked up like ten yards. I was very impressed. And I'm also going to shout out the other Trey. I, I got to give Trey Sermon some love. I was really impressed. I was a much, much, much better outing. Then last week, I mean, I, th I think he was on track for 100 yards, but then we got behind, so we had to go to the pass game a little more, and then Trey came in, so that's going to take a little more, um, you know, from the traditional run game and a little more to the RPOs, but I thought Trey Sermon was great as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought Trey Sermon had a great game, considering last game, you know, I think the Niners shied away from using him a bit, maybe because of the injury and he wasn't 100%, but it's nice seeing Shanahan use Sermon in this way you know they use this third round pick on him he's supposed to be there and supposed to be our number one back and they really use him as our number one back and he he really opens up the game because as we've seen with the Niners once the run game gets going everything happens I'm very excited to see Trey Lance after a full week of practice with the ones you know the one thing as you said he needs more experience how do you get more experience more reps you know, even if he's not going to be the best quarterback out there uh, on Sunday, he's going to get the reps and he's going to get the experience, as you said, and learn, oh, maybe I I, I got to, you know, throw, throw it a bit less. I got to run a bit less. He's, he's going to start learning all of these things. And with experience comes knowledge. So I'm very excited to see Lance out there. 
And, you know, as you were talking about Debo, like, he, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league this year. I, I'm a bit disappointed with Ayuk. You know, he, he really hasn't gotten going. And it, it was kind of the opposite of last year. I know, I know Debo was injured for most of the season, but Ayuk was the main guy last year, and Debo was forgotten. Everyone forgot about Debo. Now that Debo's back and healthy, he's the leading target. He's the guy that both Jimmy and Trey were looking for. So I, I think Debo's going to continue to shine in his role with the Niners. And I, I just wanted to mention the defense a bit. Uh, there's someone on defense who had a pretty phenomenal game, someone that deserves getting the highlight, uh, considering how much adversity he's been through, the injuries. No one, People were saying, let's cut this guy. And now D Ford is back, and he got two sacks on Sunday and two important sacks. And, and when D Ford gets going on opposite of Nick Bosa, our line is scary and our defense is scary. And the defense, despite losing the game 28-21, I think played superbly well. And, and I really think if they keep up the effort that they put in this week, then as long as Trey Lance gets to learn the offense and gets repetition, we could be a playoff team. The the defense for me did an exceptional job in the first half, and obviously that's where I was thinking like, okay, you know, we're, we're looking pretty good right now. We just need to get some points, and then I think I'm 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 having a hard time trying to see where the momentum shift really happened in this game because I don't feel like it it really happened. It kind of just a turnover happened. Seattle had their one drive to go down the field, but then that it seemed like that kick that muffed kick return that Trenton Cannon had I feel like that was the one that kind of screwed things up because if we had just recovered that I think we're down by one possession at the time we could have had a chance to tie that game up so I'd say that was probably where the momentum shift but on defense the first half was was great they played them as good as you possibly could have Bosa and Ford to your point were abusing Seattle's offensive line which was atrocious in that first half but then in the second half, again, nothing surprises me anymore when it comes to Russell Wilson. He's going to do something eventually. Like, I knew that even in the first half, I was almost like, okay, this is too good to be true. Like, I, like it's, it's, something's going to happen. And, of course, something happened. Russell Wilson did his usual, you know, pulling random shit out of his you-know-what. And he did what he—Russell Wilson does what he does. But I think at the end of the day, our defense needs to be better. On the, on the defensive side, especially in our secondary. And I think the biggest thing here is it's the penalties. That was a, it's actually two things, penalties and forcing turnovers. Those, are, I think, were the, the two biggest things in 2019 is we were forcing a lot of turnovers. We have hardly done that this year. I think week one was really the only time we've done that. So that, I'd say, is a really big deal. And it would be huge in week five against the Cardinals to turn the ball over and force some turnovers and get Trey Lance the ball. But I'd say those are the biggest things, and the penalties were just not good. On both sides of the ball, I think it was like eight penalties for 78 yards. It was it was not good, and that's the frustrating part about this. I think Lance actually put us in positions to make this a game. It unfortunately just got too little too late by the end. But overall, I think it was a, it was a weird game, and it just – the Niners just need to play more clean. I think it's as simple as that. You got to play more clean. I think it was the same thing in the Green Bay game. If you didn't turn the ball over, we probably would have won. If you didn't turn the ball over here and you don't penalize yourself, I, I think, you know, we're looking at 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh right now. But that's at the end of the day, that's football, man. 
Yeah, I agree. There, there's a couple plays that, you know, could have gone either way and then would have changed the game. I think Trey Lance, you know, he did play great. He actually kept us in the game. If Trey Lance started the entire game, who knows, maybe the offense in the first half would have been different. Uh, I really do look forward to this game on Sunday against the Cardinals because Trey Lance and Kyler Murray, they're both rushing quarterbacks. They're both young and they're in this tough, tough, tough NFC West division. You know, we're going against the 4-0 and Cardinals. And I don't want to say it's a do-or-die game, but it's kind of a do-or-die game. If we don't win this game and we go below 500, it's it's going to be very hard to climb back up the standings and to make the playoffs in this very, very difficult NFC West. So as much as it's, oh, it's only the fifth game, it's a very important game. Because if, if we lose three in a row and we're on a three-game losing streak, even if we have our bye the next week on week six, it's not going to be looking good. Agreed. And, I, and I'd say if we lose to Arizona on Sunday, the panic meter is going to be significantly higher than it already is right now. I'd probably put us at, let's say, out of five. I'd probably say we're at a two and a half to three right now. Like, I'm concerned, but I do think that it's still very early. And, you know, a lot of teams have been two and two. KC's two and two, right? And I do think that it's not the end of the world. But this would be a really big game because we've lost. We've beaten two teams who are non-contenders and we've lost two games to playoff contenders. So this is a big one. Arizona's got the best record in the NFC. And obviously what you want to get, these these divisional games are everything. And we didn't look very good against Seattle. This is one that you know you got. You're going to a hostile environment. Looks like you're going to have your rookie quarterback starting for you, possibly without Tram Williams. The odds are stacked against you, and this is where our defense is going to need to step up. Our defense needs to have a big game, play 60 minutes of good, clean football, force a few turnovers. They did it last year, right? The Niners had no business last year going into Arizona, spoiling the Cardinals' playoff hopes on the road with C.J. Beathard, right, right, mind you, who that was his first start. This is the first start in maybe two years or so. He gets his first start, executes the game plan. It's not like the Niners haven't done this before, right? That goes to my point, and I guess I'll, I'll go all the way down here, but I'll, I was going to save this till you know later on in the episode when we preview the Cardinals game, but I'm going to say this. I feel like this game has to be one of those games. This has got to be... The Shanahan game, right? I feel 100%. like I feel like there's been a few of those games every year. Last year there were two of them. Week six against the Rams, Garoppolo, right, with the was playing on the banged up ankle. We got smoked by the Dolphins the prior or the week previously to that. Come out Sunday night against the Rams, and Shanahan's game plan was magnificent. Then there's week 16 at Arizona, the game that I'm talking about just now on the road. The Niners are banged up. Haven't we've lost like maybe three, four in a row? We go in Arizona. The Cardinals need a win to make the playoffs, and our defense was sensational. And Beathard did nothing but just all he did was follow the game plan. He didn't do too much. He just did his thing, and that's exactly what the Niners need to do on Sunday to beat this Arizona Cardinals team. The defense needs to be good enough for some turnovers, get some stops, stop Kyler Murray, make sure he doesn't do any anything crazy, and just let Trey Lance do his thing. Don't do too much execute the game plan, and ultimately, that's why Kyle Shanahan's our head coach, and I think this is a really, really big game for him, more than anyone else, to be quite honest with you, because like you said, two and three, I don't I don't like that. For a team that, that we had penciled in as Super Bowl contenders, and sure, we've had a few injuries here and there, but this was not last year. Like, we should have won one of these games. So this is a big deal, and I think for Kyle Shanahan, 
this is a really big game for him. You can't lose this one at Arizona. Um, but going back to the Seattle game real quick, just going inside the numbers, I've already kind of went through a lot of them. I think the big one here, I already, you know, focused on the penalties, eight penalties, 78 yards, and the turnovers I also look. But another thing I want to put some focus on here is the Niners were two for 14 on third downs. They were horrendous on third downs on the day. It was not pretty. And mind you, this has happened multiple times in the Kyle Shanahan era thus far. The Niners pretty much had double the total yards the Seahawks did. It's ridiculous, and yet we still lost. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, Shanahan in third downs, not necessarily the best thing. Trey Lance in third downs, I'm pretty sure he was 1-10 in 10 for uh, most of the game on third downs. I, I, I really think that, you know, with Trey, it's going to come with experience. You know, he's going to have the right play calls. He's going to have the right eyes. He's going to read the plays. You know, the NFL isn't the same as college. He needs time and seasoning. And, you know, this week's going to be some good time and seasoning. The game plan's going to be around Trey. You know, and the good thing about Arizona is as much as I wanted to see Trey Lance in the first couple, first three weeks, you know, we, we didn't really get to see Trey Lance because Shanahan was really reserving him, you know, not really giving him much, gave him a couple of small packages. Now that Trey Lance is a starter, his first game against Arizona, they have some film from last game and from previous games, but they really don't have much film on Trey. And really, if you have that offense with Jimmy and Trey's now slotted in, you can add so much more with it. And I just want to point out, going back to last year, we lost Jimmy G and our season was over. We all knew that. And what did we do? We went out and we said, okay, Jimmy G, we love him. But if he can't stay healthy, we need to get another option. And we did. Trey Lance is that other option. And this is exactly why we got him for, for when Jimmy G goes down and Jimmy G went down. He, they said he's probably going to be out a couple weeks. That That's what the consensus is right now. And that means Trey Lance is the guy. Trey Lance has a couple weeks to show us why that he deserves to start over Jimmy G when Jimmy G is back and healthy. And I'm excited to see what Trey Lance does. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is where obviously the quarterback controversy is going to come up now, right? The minute you see Trey Lance come in, and not just for a play or two, but be the starting quarterback now, and you got Jimmy Garoppolo sitting on the bench with a cap instead of a helmet, now we're starting to talk about, okay, now what's going to happen going forward? And it's only week five. So there's a lot to happen here because we still got a whole lot of football left in this season. We, we're just getting started here. But I guess let's just open it right up here into the into the Jimmy G. Lance situation right now when of course everybody is going to be talking about this all week long it's going to be a situation and then of course depending on how Lance plays on Sunday then we're going to see and judge that performance and talk about well who's going to be the starter going forward rolling back to Sunday's game Garoppolo in the first half was 14 for 23 165 yards a touchdown and a pick I thought he I thought that first drive was awesome but after that, it seemed like the whole offense just couldn't get going again. I don't really know what the what the problem was, but it just doesn't... I don't know what the hell's going on with the offense, to be honest. Like, week one, I thought, okay, this is going to be the, our offense just takes off. But the last three weeks have not been very good. And I don't really know what the issue is. Is it the fact that we don't have a starting running back right now and we're switching running backs every week. Is it Garoppolo's not playing great? Our O-line, like I can't really 
pinpoint what the issue is. I would definitely say the running game is definitely a factor, but I don't know what's going on with the rest of the offense. It just hasn't looked that great. Trey comes in, adds a whole different dimension, and I think if he had started the game from the get-go, I think this is a different ball game. I don't know. Maybe we still lose, right? I don't know if we're going to win, but I think Trey Lance, the fact that he kept us in the game, it was a one-score game in the end of things. Mind you, we didn't have a kicker. So technically, this game should have been 28-25 because we missed an extra point and a field goal. So when you look at the whole thing in that regard, I do think that Trey Lance played really well and he was put in an impossible situation. And again, rolling back to my point earlier about this is a really difficult situation for Lance to be in. However, on the positive side of things, I think this is actually a good thing for Trey Lance in the sense that we know he's going to be the guy going forward eventually, right? Whether that's Garoppolo comes back and starts on the game or not. But obviously after this season, this is great. You're getting to see who you're going to see six times a year, right? You're going to get the Seahawks twice. You're going to get the Cardinals twice. You're going to get the Rams twice. Your first two opponents, Seattle and Arizona. That's not a bad thing to to be quite honest with you because you're getting a look at this is good. This is going to be what I'm up against every year for the next God knows how many years. Hopefully it's like, you know, 10 years that he's the Niners quarterback going forward, right? That's the part that I like about this, but I don't like the fact that we're starting a rookie quarterback in a game that we need to have on the road and the Cardinals look really good. Yeah, I I would also agree that our run game is probably the reason why our offense isn't the same as we are used to. Because as I've said in the past, as Shanahan has said in the past, the entire offense runs through the run game. Yep. You know, we, we are the number one rushing team in the league, uh, like the number one team to use the rush because we build everything off the run, whether it's setting the perimeter and running out wide or running down the middle. It, it sets up our entire game. It sets up our play action. It sets up our passing game and it sets up, you know, now with Trey Lance, it sets up Trey Lance going off for runs. And I really think that that is the reason why we haven't seen the offense perform to what it was later in the game. When Trey Sermon started to pick up these big monstrous runs, it really impacted the game and it really opened up the playbook. So if Trey Sermon can get going because he's shown this week that he can and he can break for those, you know, five yard runs, seven yard runs. And if he can consistently do that then our offense is exactly where it needs to be. And Trey Lance can feel comfortable. And if you can give him that, if you can give Trey Lance that rushing game with Trey Sermon, then I I expect Trey Lance to have a great game against Arizona, but it really all comes down to the rush. And as you mentioned, our defense in general was good, but our secondary as we've all been used to has is not good and and needs work i thought emmanuel mosley had some good moments though and he was probably the best corner out there for us not necessarily the biggest surprise but you know he he really did a decent job i thought drake kirkpatrick had some unfortunate penalties and was filling in where he could uh the secondary cornerback especially is where we need the most help and i don't know how we can succeed until we get help. I've mentioned that last week. But yeah, so we're really in the same place as we were. We haven't really done anything much, and we haven't proven that we deserve to be here. So I, this is a pretty much a do or die in my eyes. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And honestly, I, I'm really hoping that Elijah Mitchell gets the green light this week and he's okay because we need him. I really do think that having one running back is a problem for this offense, like you mentioned, because with Kyle Shannon's offense, it's usually a rotating backfield. Yep. I mean, unless someone's, you know, the hot hand, but I feel like in this situation, Trey Sermon is not the hot hand. He is he's the forced guy to go with because we don't have anybody else. Right. But I think he played well. 19 carries for 89 yards. I thought he had a, he had a lot more burst in him yesterday. So I, I at least want to acknowledge that and think that he did a good job. But our running game needs help very badly. So I hope Elijah Mitchell is back this week. Lance was 9 for 18, 157, two touchdowns, no picks, 41 rushing yards. And like I mentioned, I thought Lance came in in a really tough situation, you know, looked erratic at first, you know, overthrows and, you know, just typical rookie stuff where you come in, you're amped up in your, you know, your, it's your first game, divisional game and trying to help your team. And I think he was trying to do a little too much at first, but then he kind of relaxed and got into things. And I was, and I liked it. And I'll tell you, there's one specific play that I was really, really, really pleased about. And I'm sure Kyle Shannon was very, um, was very happy about this too. And ironically, out of all things, it's, it's the fact that Trey Lance threw the ball away on this specific play. Yep. He was under pressure, easily could have taken a sack, and a typical you know rookie would have tried to throw that into double coverage or and it would have been a pick or fumbled the ball or taken a 15-yard sack, just trying to do too much. Trey Lance wiggled a little bit to his right and just threw it away. That, I thought, was like the most amazing thing for a quarterback to do in his first, and it wasn't even his first start, technically. It was his first NFL action, but he didn't start the game. He came in at halftime, so I was like, what, like maybe his like third possession in the NFL, and he's doing something like that. I thought, wow, that is really impressive because rookies don't do that, and Trey Lance did that. All I took out of this performance from Trey Lance is the fact that, again, I'm, I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to get back to it because I want to get your opinion on this, is the fact that I'm like, man, Trey Lance is, is really good, really good. I can see why we gave up a lot to get him, but I still think in the back of my mind that just, just give him a year. Like, just yeah. leave him on the bench as much as you can in this year one, and I honestly feel like in year two, he is going to be ready to go. Like, he's going to be really great. He has a whole grasp of this offense where he, he's going to get some game action here a little bit, which is why, at least in my opinion, I think Kyle Shanahan is going about this the right way in the sense that he's, he's already stated, and I think he'll state it again. When Garoppolo is healthy, if he's healthy, he will be go back to being the starter. And I agree with that because you look at how the rookie quarterbacks have fared this year, right? They haven't won a lot of football games. They're growing a lot. The talent is most definitely there. But they've won a combined of what two games so far, right? It it just it hasn't been great. Mac Jones won one game. Zach Wilson won yesterday, but that's about it. Other than that, it's been a really really tough time for these rookies. I was really happy with what I saw from Trey Lance. He's gonna have another really tall task on Sunday, but we're gonna learn a lot about the kid, and that's what I'm excited for. I don't want to lose this game, so it's it, it's gonna take the whole team, and like I said, a lot. A lot is going to go on Kyle Shanahan as to how we go about this game. And if we come out with a win, I think a lot of it's going to be up to him and his coaching staff to put this team in the right situations. But I do think that when Garoppolo's healthy, I would throw him back out there. But here's the but. If Trey Lance beats Arizona and plays his ass off 
and wins us the game, even if Jimmy's healthy coming out of the bye, I think there's a problem there. I think I think you might have to continue to start him if we win. That's where I think, and I said this in the offseason, if Garoppolo gets hurt, there is a 50-50 chance that that is his last snap in a 49er uniform. I've said that multiple times this offseason, and here we are in this situation, and I hate it because I feel horrible for Jimmy G. Honestly, I feel absolutely horrible. Like The fact that this keeps happening to him is... I mean, frustration is an understatement at this point. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting a little tired of it too. Like, I love Jimmy G. But man, this is this is just getting out of hand. And like you just mentioned, and you've also mentioned many times throughout the offseason, this is why Trey Lance is here. And you know what? My last thought before I, before I get to your um, opinion here is Trey Lance yesterday in one half, Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard could never, they could never do what Trey Lance did yesterday. So that's already a win in my books. Yeah, I I would say that I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I also don't agree with you. I think this is an audition for Trey Lance. You know, if he can check off all the right boxes that Shanahan wants him to check off while beating the Cardinals, then I don't think Garoppolo comes back as a starter. You know, I I wouldn't say it's clear cut as Garoppolo is a starter when he's back. And I wouldn't say it's clear cut that Trey Lance just stays in there the entire time. But what I would say is that the more reps Trey Lance gets this year as a starter, starting quarterback in this offense, the better he will be next year. Because he will already have been able to run plays and build relationships with his weapons and his running backs. And having those instincts and knowing where guys are supposed to be and building that connection will really help Trey Lance in his development as a young quarterback. And as much as I think, you know, we got to go with the guy that's going to make like give us the best success. If it is close between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, I would give it to Trey. That way he gets the opportunities, the experience that he desperately needs as someone who barely played in college. And the more experience, as we said, he looks really good but he lacks experience. He, he's missing plays where if he had experience, he wouldn't be making that. So I, I really do think it's more of an audition than, you know, some people may be led on to. And I, I'm excited. I hope the audition goes well. And it's really the audition for the face of our franchise. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a great way to put it as an, uh, an audition, but that is kind of what I said in the sense that if Lance yeah. goes in this game, balls out and we win I don't really see how if you're Kyle Shanahan that you can go back to Garoppolo now if Lance goes in there and lights it up if he's still showing some you know small errors and rookie mistakes you know sure if you want to I guess you can but I I just think that at the end of the day this comes down to wins and losses and if Trey Lance even if he makes a few rookie mistakes clearly if we win the game Trey Lance is going to have to do something to contribute, right? It's not like we're just going to win. And I mean, who knows? Next thing you know, the game's going to be like 9-3 to three or some, something like that. But I doubt it. It's Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. They're going to drop like 40. But the thing here is like, if Lance just goes out and just balls out, like I I just can't see how you, how you can go back to Jimmy. It comes down to wins. And if we start winning games, I, I don't know. And this is huge. I mean, this, is a big, this is a big game against the unbeaten Cardinals. And if Trey Lance can do this... I, I don't know, man. It's going to be hard to go back to that. And again, it's different. If Lance goes out, struggles in this game, and we don't win, sure, 
Garoppolo's good to go after the bye against Indy. Insert him back into the lineup. But this I think I actually think you did sum it up very nicely in the sense that if this audition goes well, right? I I just think Kyle Shannon is gonna have a big decision to make, and and you know that if if Lance balls out and he still says he still goes up there and says Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna be the starter, I don't know about that because look what's going on in Chicago right now, right? Justin Fields goes in for the injured Andy Dalton, and I don't think Matt Nagy can go back, even though he keeps saying it. I don't know if he goes back until we actually see it, and I don't think that's gonna happen. So it's gonna be interesting to see that here. I also think it's like the Herbert situation last year. You know, Herbert wasn't supposed to start. Herbert wasn't supposed to play. And, you know, Tyrod Taylor had a freak injury. They gave Herbert the chance to play, and Herbert balled out. And when Herbert balled out, when Tyrod Taylor was healthy, Herbert stayed in because Herbert deserved it, and it really helped Herbert grow as a quarterback. You see, you know, he was in contention for – he was the offensive rookie of the year. And – he is having a great season this year with Mike Williams and that new offensive line. And it's because they gave him, you know, he was given the opportunity because of a freak injury or an injury in general. And he took that opportunity, ran with it and it's helped him and it's helped the entire team in the long run. So as I was saying, I do think Trey Lance, if he balls out, even if he does like enough to impress Shanahan, if it's a close game against the number one team in the NFC in the Cardinals, and maybe we lose by another one score, but Trey Lance wasn't the problem, I think there's a serious consideration about keeping Trey Lance as the starter. So we'll have to see what happens, but it's definitely not a closed window. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is going to be the hot debate, at least for the next three weeks or so you know, depending on how they go about this, because there there are two ways to look at this, right? If Trey Lance is in there and he's playing really good football, I, I, I don't think you can go back, right? But at the same time, it's like, well, there's also the thing where if you keep Trey on the bench, though, and you, you stick Garoppolo back in there, that can also really help Trey Lance's development. The way that I kind of see it is a win-win, right? Unless Lance goes in there, even if Lance goes in there and he doesn't play that great, He's still getting that experience, and great. Worst case scenario, what, we throw him back on the bench and Garoppolo goes back in there when he's healthy? I don't really see the the loss in that situation. So I don't really see this being, you know, a, a lose-lose type situation. I'd say it's more of a win-win. But I do think that if, if Trey Lance balls out, everybody's going to be looking at Kyle Shanahan, and, and I don't think he's going to like it. So it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. Um, before we move on to the injury part, I'll just round out the rest of the individual stats. Debo, like you mentioned, phenomenal day. Eight catches, 156, two touchdowns. Juszczyk had four catches, 41 yards. Kittle, four catches, 40 yards. Sanu, four for 35. On defense, Aziz, another big day with 10 tackles. Freddie with nine. D Ford, like you mentioned, two sacks. And then Bosa had a sack as well. But again, no turnovers. We need to get turnovers and force some turnovers to really change the momentum of a game. So moving over to the injury report, we know the two big injuries from yesterday that did not play prior to the game. Kwan Williams obviously was out with the calf. Josh Norman was out with a lung injury. I'm glad he sat that one out because the injury just sounded horrific. But then in the game, three injuries, three important ones, all not good. Garoppolo out with a calf injury. Status to be determined. We'll find out the results of that MRI probably later today and probably maybe tomorrow. And we'll see. But obviously... All signs are pointing towards he will miss Sunday's matchup against the Cardinals and Trey Lance will start. Trent Williams, this is the this is the big one, man. We we cannot lose Trent Williams. And, and I 
pray to God that if he does need to miss a game, it's only for like a game or two. And the good part is we got a bye week after this week. So that's the good part there. He left the game with cramps at first, returned to the game, then left again with a shoulder injury. And by the looks of it, it didn't look the greatest. So I'm just praying to God that it's not anything serious. And then Robbie Gold, which apparently happened in pregame, he had a groin injury and Mitch Wisnowski was out there at kicker. And you know what? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this for, for Wisnowski. This was very similar to how I felt about Trey Lance coming in. It's an impossible situation. Am I really going to blame Mitch Wisnowski, who is a punter, not a kicker? And really, he's a holder too. Am I really going to put him at fault for missing an extra point than a field goal when that's not his natural position? Absolutely not. It's unfortunate. It was a really, really difficult, frustrating situation to be in for him and I'm sure for Shanahan as well. But I don't know. If Gold's not good to go, expect expect us to make a signing for a kicker um, in the coming days. Yeah, yeah. I fully agree. I think it's different than the Lance situation just because he's playing completely out of his comfort zone. You know? Absolutely. Wichnowski, Great punter, but he can't kick. He, he's not a kicker. He, that's not his primary job. And, you know, it, it is what it is. They're definitely probably going to sign someone at least for the practice squad to get some reps in before Sunday to see if Gold is ready to go. But uh, that's something that we'll see going on throughout the rest of the week. Absolutely. Yeah, no, Wisnowski, honestly, I, instead of, like, putting him at fault, I'm actually going to go the other way here and just say I, I respect him <laughs> for going out there. <laughs> And, and attempting to do that, I mean, it sucks because it, you know, it, it definitely hurt us. Not having a kicking game hurts you, right? Especially in a slugfest-type game in, in the NFC West. But, you know, Wisnowski, that was a very, very tough situation for him to be in. He went out there, he tried, I respect that, and, and hopefully that never needs to happen again. Um, so looking at the NFC West now, the Cardinals destroyed the Rams, which I thought was a bit of a shocker. They are now atop the NFC West at 4-0. The Rams are 3-1, and and really, we all thought the Rams were the best team in all of football a week ago after beating Tampa. And then they come home to play Arizona and get just smoked. I mean, I I haven't seen Sean McVay in that disarray in a while. They dropped a 3-1. and Seattle gets the win. They're 2-2. Two and two. Niners dropped a 2-2 two and two and find themselves in last place in the NFC West. Ben, week five, round two with the NFC West round robin. The Rams will head to Seattle on Thursday night. That's a, That should be a really great game. Seattle's coming in with some momentum. The Rams, not so much. And then the Niners go into Arizona. Niners in a must-win game. Cardinals are just riding high right now in week five in the NFC West. So always there's, there's always something in this division, man. I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty insane that the Niners are in last. We know someone's going to have to come in last place, but... This division, these games are tough, and we can't afford another slip-up on Sunday. And I think you and I have both said it multiple times in the past half hour on this episode that this game is a must-win game. Yeah, yeah. I want to bring in some live breaking news from Adam Schefter. It says 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan said there's a chance that quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo could play Sunday. He is not ready to rule him out due to the calf injury. So breaking news from Shefty, and it says that Garoppolo may be able to play on Sunday against the Cardinals. You know, I was so excited to see Trey Lance start. And well done, I, well done, Chevy. Yeah, I I, I, I like I like the breaking news there. I appreciate you, that. I was not you. I was not on that, so that is that's very very nice to have that um, on there. But go ahead, finish your thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I was so excited to see Trey Lance, and I really do think that. 
Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to get the week off because, you know, they've dealt with him being injured in the past and him trying to play through injuries and it's only gotten worse. And I really don't see them being desperate enough to start Jimmy when Trey Lance can go in there and he did as well as he did on Sunday. So, you know, I think he earned himself a chance to get that start while we just want to make sure Jimmy's healthy. And I, I think it would be stupid to play Jimmy because playing Jimmy would just, you know, it, 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 it would hurt us. We have a bye week right after this. Why would we risk Jimmy getting injured again? I think if anything, this is more of a tactic to use against the Cardinals saying, Hey, Jimmy G may be out there. There's a chance that we might play Jimmy G. Maybe your defense has to prepare for Jimmy G, not just Trey Lance. And then Trey Lance is the active quarterback for the Niners. That's probably my biggest guest, but who knows? It's going to be an interesting Sunday. There are many different ways to go about this. Um, I think number one, definitely schematically. Absolutely. If you want to use it as a scheme and to, you know, make the Arizona Cardinals guess, maybe, maybe you don't even make Garoppolo an inactive on Sunday, even though you know he's not going to go. Maybe you suit him up and just have him as a backup just in case, right? There are multiple ways that that Shannon can go about this. Let's say Garoppolo is good enough to play on Sunday. Maybe you, you trot him up and you start him, but you give Trey Lance a lot more than just a red zone package, right? And maybe you go about more of a co-quarterback thing and kind of take the load off of Garoppolo. There are a lot of ways, and, and you know what? I think this is a this is a positive because this clearly means that Garoppolo's injury is not something significant, as has been the past two out of the last three years. That I think is something very important to note there. Secondly, I'm I find if I'm being honest, knowing how Shannon has handled the media over the past you know year or so, I would probably agree with you and say that this is probably a lot more of a scheme thing and just being like, oh no, what are you guys talking about? Trey Lance isn't starting on Sunday. Like it could be because Shanahan has been has been messing with the media for the last like eight months, and it's worked every time. So why not just keep it up? I don't blame him at all for that. So there's that aspect of things. There's the one that I talked about of if Garoppolo's good enough to suit him, uh, suit up, suit him up, and then you know give Trey Lance more reps and do more of a co quarterback thing, so you're not pushing Garoppolo to the limit. The third reason here, and you you touched upon this is. You know, you were excited about Lance, which obviously that's still a very high possibility. My thing here is, is the opponent. If this wasn't a must-win game sitting at 2-2 two and two against red-hot Arizona, I think this would be a different story if we were playing Indy this week or Chicago or Jacksonville, right? Then it would be like, screw it, Jimmy, you're sitting. Trey's starting. It's his first start. It's an easier opponent. But Arizona is one of the best teams in all of football. They got the best record unless Vegas wins tonight. Then the Cardinals have got the best record in all of football. Kyler Murray is playing insane. So I can understand why Shanahan's like, if Garoppolo's starting, we need him in this game. It's a must-win game because he operates the offense better, but that's only because of experience, right? So I don't know how Shanahan's going to go about this. This puts a whole wrinkle in the plan, to be quite honest with you, because Shanahan can go about this in so many different directions. I'm excited about it, and if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I would rather see a lot more of Trey Lance. I, I I would like to see Garoppolo out there if he's healthy, but to your point, I don't want to risk anything. And I think the best way to go about the situation is either two things. One, Trey Lance just starts straight up. Or two, we Garoppolo starts the game, operates the offense as he normally does, but we see a lot more Trey Lance on third downs, fourth and shorts, red zone plays. 
So Garoppolo's not out there risking himself, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm more on board of the don't start Jimmy G, don't play him one bit. You have a bye week the next week. Yep. Unless he's 110% healthy, I would not start him because there's no there's no risk in doing that. You have Trey Lance who's ready to get the start and who you want to see start against a good team. You don't want to necessarily see him against a bad team as much as it's an easier opponent. This is the opponents that he's going to face as a starter for the Niners. As you said, six times every year, he's going to face these guys, these divisional opponents. And you know what? He's got to start learning and he's got to learn now. And if that happens and Jimmy G is healthy coming out of bye week, now you've had a full start for Trey Lance. And maybe you feel more comfortable using him in those two quarterback sets or in those two quarterback uh, games, like maybe you use Trey Lance more often, as you said, but that has to be after a full week as a starter. You got to give him his chance to prove it. And at the same point, Jimmy G's just, he's not healthy enough to do it. I I just, I I don't see why we would start Jimmy G. I mean, who knows, man? There's only one person that's going to make this decision and he's the only one that knows the answer. And that's Kyle Shanahan. So whatever he does, I trust them to do you know whatever he wants to do and again that's why I'm gonna say that I do think the most important person in this game is not even going to be in the actual game but he's going to be the one calling the shots and that's Kyle Shanahan the 49ers win this game if he comes up with a master game plan puts whoever's out there in a good situation I'm assuming it's going to be Trey Lance at this point but we'll see what happens put him in good situations and this defense better come to play because I've been saying for the last like eight years, playing Russell Wilson is like playing whack-a-mole at an arcade. That is like playing Kyler Murray, except it's like a version of whack-a-mole that's on steroids. So <laughs> good luck. And I, I said this yesterday. I said if there are two people I trust to put a stop to this, it's Fred Warner and Nick Bosa. And I'd say they did a decent job. In the, in the first half, they did an excellent job. But they got to do better. In this game, I think this defense and Kyle Shanahan, they got to be the ones to do it. Niners will head to Arizona, 425 Eastern time, 125 Pacific on Fox in week five. Big, big game. Chevy, before we wrap this up, final thoughts heading into this one. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a close battle for the first part of it. But I, I don't know. You know, you're facing the MVP candidate in Kyler Murray and our defense. I just don't trust them right away. I, I just... I just don't see us, you know, getting that big win. But I do think Trey Lance has an amazing game and keeps it close. So I'm going to go 35-31 for uh, the Cardinals. Damn, I I don't know, man. I I'm too ner- I'm too nervous to make a prediction. If I'm being honest, I just I I just we need this win so bad, man. Like we can't be two and three. We really do going into the bye week. We need this win, and and I just I Arizona's playing at such a high level. It's gonna take a lot to get this done. And of course, we've got a State Farm Stadium. Ugh, I've dealt with that stadium <laughs> way too many times last year. You mean our home stadium, State Farm Stadium. Yeah, our old home stadium. Yeah, (laughs) exactly that. And we have to go back there and play in the toaster on Sunday. So we'll see how that one goes. I I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what Shannon comes up with. But should be a good one on Sunday, hopefully. In that Rams-Seahawks game, all eyes are on that one. If you're a fan of the Niners or Cardinals, I'd be tuning into that one because I think that'll be a fun one for sure. That'll do it from this episode of the 49er Way Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week, Faithful. It's going to be an eventful one. Who starts on Sunday? 
Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. It's week five, and we're all ready having some quarterback controversy. Looking forward to see what the next week holds, and we'll see next week. Are the Niners still afloat, or is the panic meter going to be real high? We'll find out next week. So that'll do it from here, and don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep it locked. We got a lot more content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.